How does a pig write home? You want the answer? You're going to have to listen to the podcast. So we'll give it out to you a little bit later in the show. Hello and welcome to episode 205 of Under the Cult of MS. This is your standard Tuesday episode, a little bit of comic, a little bit of MS, a little bit of whatever. (laughs) All right, we're going to start out with comic section portion of the show. First comic we're going to look at is Barbaric, number one. This is hilarious. I am... Not a huge fan of the whole Conan Barbarian style type comics anymore. I was when I was a kid, but I grew away from it. Didn't care for the brutal brutality style Barbarian comic storyline. And same with a lot of the military ones and stuff like that. I just got bored with those comics, the westerns and all that, but this one was a lot of fun. It's if you don't know anything about it, and it's done by Vault Comics. It's called Barbaric. It's a barbarian that kind of got cursed by some witches. And the curse is that he's got to help out people. So he can't just go raping and pillaging and destroying things unless it's to help someone out. And then he's got an axe that has a face on it. And his axe gets basically thrives off the eating the blood splatter as he kills his enemies with the axe. (laughs) The axe will devour so much blood that he'll get drunk at times. Uh, It's fun watching the two go back and forth banter back and forth. Uh, it's fun watching the barbarian get mad because he's got to help people instead of just help himself. Uh, it's it's a fun story. If you uh, think that is at all something that you'd be interested in, I suggest Jeff definitely jumping on it and checking it out. But uh It's just, and your people that are in it are Marky, Gooden, Duke, and Campbell. Uh, Oh, there is a little thing on the back of the thing I'll read for you. Barbaric. Owen the Barbarian has been cursed. Do good with what remains of his life. His bloodthirsty weapon axe has become his moral compass with a drinking problem. Together they wander the realm, foredoomed to help any who seek assistance. But there is one thing Owen hates more than a life without rules. It's witches. Welcome to the skull-cracking, blood-splattering, mayhem-loving comic brave enough to ask, how can a man sworn to do good do so much violence? Ha! Fucking with ya. It's just barbaric. <laughs> I, I I loved it. I was very leery. Didn't think I'd, I'd get into it, but I did. Another fun comic that apparently 
Well, this is a one-shot. It's called Dead Duck and Zombie Chick Rising from the Grave. And apparently this uh, writer-artist, uh, J.P. Fosgett, did a, a graphic novel for Dead Duck a while back. And I never heard about it, and it was put on a short run. It's hard to find anything on it. I wish they'd do a second run because I'd love to see it. And he's also got like uh, a character that has another comic run going called Brody Troll. It's a little goofy troll character. It looks like a lot of fun. I want to check out. But but yeah, and here you get a variety of little stories. Well, not little stories. They're pretty decent length stories. But basically where this dead duck character is has this zombie friend and she does something makes goes to the store to get the parts to make a zombie friend for a dead duck and ends up making a zombie chick type character out of what oddball bone fragments they had left that she could actually make a zombie out of. It was fun seeing her do that. And then we get to see another character in here come to life, but I don't want to ruin how it's... Well, that character pops into the storyline and stuff. But it's just fun watching Dead Duck go through these little adventures obsessed with the zombie chick that uh, was created for them and they just go on to all these different fairy lands and you got different parody storylines uh, yeah. mommies and zombie zombies yeah the demon tuber of queen street or dirty og rotten scoundrels it's like each storyline has two Two names that you can choose from for the storyline, which is fun. Just parodies off different uh, different movies and stuff like that. And there's a little werewolf storyline in here called Special Defects. And one with some fairies. Mort de Maya or Sweet Home Avalon. Yeah. <laughs> parody on sweet home alabama and it's just it's a lot of fun but if you like those goofy stories when i first got this i set it aside for a while because i didn't think it was gonna it didn't look like it was gonna be that great but then once i got into reading it i couldn't put it down <laughs> yeah you got a little exorcist style duck girl in here <laughs> All kinds of fun stuff, but yeah. And then we can jump over to some more horror. I had a two-run issue that I read called Gorgana's Ghoul Gallery. And here it's, again, a variety of uh, halloween horror stories, including one where a guy's wife She's a very wealthy woman, but she gets into black magic and stuff like that. So he's in, screwing around with another gal, and they want to get her put away or kill her off so they can 
take all her riches and you get to see what happens to them for conspiring against her. You have one where someone's obsessed with a character and brings him into a realm where he ends up basically getting hunted by someone else's lover things ensue they do things to benefit themselves and end up getting punished in the end of standard uh, strange horror type stories uh, you have the one with the crypt where someone deals with someone in a crypt and then they get locked in the crypt themselves uh, just a lot of those old dead, dead time style uh, strange tales. Uh, a lady of the swamp with a swamp monster, that, a mud monster that comes to life that gets created and then ends up turning on its master. And they do relate to a lot of other comics that I've got that I really never got into, like Femme Force and stuff. I'm kind of curious now after reading this because I did like the layouts that they did on here. So I'm going to check out more of those. But uh, You have a military one where a guy's in a trench and he's trying to get through alive and things that happen. And you find out what's, why he's there later on. You get an alien that you're dealing with and one that plays on where... The aliens are hunting humans and using them like a video game and stuff. Very interesting, but it's by AC Comics, Gorgana's Ghoul Gallery, and she hates guys. Every time a guy dies in a story, she gets all excited that it gets Gorgana's thumbs up because a man dies. Then we got Spawn's Universe. Now, this one I was waiting for from Image Comics for a long time. Really excited about it. We got a female Spawn character on the cover. Sorry about the central air. It's kicking in. It's not good right now because of it being in the 90s, that thing kicks in and does not want to shut off. So hopefully we'll be all right with it running. But, yeah, you got a storyline going through here where we're getting a lot of the old uh, Spawn characters, like the Cog, Cog characters in here. Uh, some of the other Spawns pop up. And we find out, basically, there's a whole new war between all the different Spawn characters forming. We're getting fret, uh, the medieval Spawns back. We got uh, uh, the, the big monkey that's friends with the original spawn. He's in here. Uh, and he gets tortured by this evil knight character. He, one character that I didn't really give too much about was gunslinger spawn. And apparently the gunslinger spawn covers Sold the most out of this run, but I picked up the female spawn because I just, I love that cover with like the her with all her weaponry with like ectoplasma type stuff forming around the weaponry. 
Well, you get an introduction to Gunslinger Spawn in here that just, man, I fell in love with this guy. I, I just, <laughs> it's so funny because all the, I'm, I've kind of pulled away from all the combat, Western, barbarian style comics, but now all these newer ones are starting to pull me back in again. I love these different storylines that they've been playing with. But this is crossing over with King Spawn, which we'll have number one here pretty soon. And uh, they just started uh, another run off it. Can't remember the name of it, but you'll hear it in my previews of upcoming goodies that you can buy in comic shops everywhere. Uh, so keep an ear out for those, and you'll get to find out more about what's going on with Spawn's universe. I did jump on on issue 320 again on the regular Spawn run. So I took a big break from it for a while, but I liked where the storyline was going and issue 320 was supposed to bring us into this whole new Spawns universe. So I jumped on there and I'm going to keep reading those for a while and then keep going off any of the offshoots that they dump into the Spawn universe line. It's nice because the whole Spawn franchise doesn't sit there and come out with volume two, volume three, volume four, volume five, and keep pumping out more reprints and reruns and all that shit, like all these other ones that get you all can, confused and you order one that says volume five and you get it and you open up the cover and it says volume two. And it's like, well, why the hell is it considered volume five, but it's written in the cover volume two? Makes no sense to me how they're trying to do that. So I get so screwed up when I'm trying to find missing issues I need and I'll order it, and it'll end up being from the wrong volume. So I'll have to start working on ones to get those volumes all together so I can read them. And so it just makes you have to go with the omnibus with all these other type of runs because it's just easier that way. But the Spawn storyline has stayed one fresh line all the way through, and it just with all its little side jumps and stuff like that. So it's nice. And the price has stayed under three bucks for most of these comics. And whereas, I mean, this thing was huge. This was nice. This spawns universe. It was five ninety nine, but it is thick. It's well worth it. And a lot of other five dollar comics I bought, you only even get a third of as many pages as what was in here. And they don't give you page counts on the pages, so I can't give you an estimate without looking it up. But yeah, it's I'd say jump on it. Then the last comic I run down was Usagi Yojimbo. I got the Dragon Bellow Conspiracy number one. Goes back to basically reprinting some of the old ones again and then giving them colorization. There's a Enjoyable story. Basically, uh, Warrior gets taken, kidnapped, and Aji Ojimbo notices her and ends up going to try and help her out. And of course, this is the first issue. You're not getting that far into it, but it's it's always. A great storyline. Usagi Yojimbo, I'm always happy with. Uh, basically, classic stories with brand new 
colorization done to them now instead of the black and white forms. But I didn't mind the black and white. I was just hoping to have get a few more restructured storylines uh, out of here. But we will see how it goes. I'll run this run for a little while and see what happens with the storyline on it. But yeah, those are your comics. And we'll get back with the answer to the puzzle of the month and a little more stuff coming up. Okay, fans of the show or non-fans, you can support the podcast by leaving five stars and liking it. Or leaving five stars and not liking it and tell us why. And we will let people know and we'll try and make it better for you. You can also click on support on my anchor page and donate and support the podcast. Or if you'd like to actually get something for a donation, you can send a donation to PayPal at KevinTheDuckPool at gmail.com. And you can see that in many of the show notes, the address. Uh, For fans inside the U.S. only, a $15 donation will get you a Gemini comic box with five random comics in it. A $30 donation gets a priority mail padded flat rate envelope, 12 random comics in it. And a $100 donation gets you a priority mail medium flat rate box with 40 random comics in it. Comics will be in fair to very good condition. They may have been used on the podcast, may have been unread, may have been read. Just random comics out of my mixed boxes that I will be getting rid of to downsize. And for our international listeners, since shipping's so rough and customs are a pain, I am going to offer two options to start. We'll see how it goes. But a $50 donation gets you a priority mail padded flat rate envelope with 12 random comics in it. And a $125 donation gets a priority mail medium flat rate box with 40 random comics in it. So there's a comic deal. If you want to donate, help out the show. This will get me a little something and get you a little something also. Thanks. Okay. So, start out with a question, puzzle for you to solve that says, how does a pig write home? And you want to know the answer because I know you're just dying for it. Pig writes home with a pig pen. (laughs) Cheesy, I know. But if you want more cheesiness, then you looked at this weekend's Sunday comics because they suck. It's like for being holiday a holiday weekend. I would assume that comic artists and stuff would work on the comics and shit last week, so they can't use the excuse that it's a holiday that they're slacking off or anything. But these were terrible, so I don't have much of anything really to show you. Let's look at Garfield for example. At Garfield sleeping away. It's got a word bubble pops up above his head. It says, I don't want to. I don't have to. You can't make me. It's Sunday. And then the next one, 
disease above his head again. He's back asleep. So you got basically six panels of Garfield not moving an inch. <laughs> Just the same exact picture over and over with the sleeping word balloon above his head and then a few other word balloons. And that was all he had to do for that comic this week. Not much effort at all. Uh, we can skip that page. Skip that page. <laughs> we'll, we'll bring up Pickles, even though Pickles wasn't wasn't that great either this week. But yet, early old man sitting in his chair, dog sitting next to him, kid comes up says, a mean kid at school called me stupid. Earl says, well, you're not stupid. You're the smartest kid I know. You can't let what people say bother you. You have to develop a thick skin. I have a thick skin, so nothing anyone says bothers me. And the kid looks at him and says, it's thickest around your tummy, isn't it? <laughs> Earl looks to him and says, see, that bounced right off. <laughs> That's it for Sunday comics this week. I can't, I cannot. I tried to, I mean, these are just sad. I mean, and Hagar was actually a little cute for the cat people, but he's sitting in his building looking out the windows. Lucky he's playing with a cat outside the window. Hagar says, Lucky Eddie, come inside. Happy hour has started. Lucky Eddie says, no thanks, as he's petting the cat. I'm bonding with a sweet straight cat. Sweet straight cat. So Hagar comes outside. He says, go have a pint. I'll stay with the cat while you're gone. And as soon as Lucky Eddie leaves, Hagar grabs the cat and starts mushing with him. Hagar says, I'm allergic to cats, but you're just too cute to resist. Cat's purring away as he's grabbing him, petting him. All of a sudden, Hagar spins around, shock on his face. Eddie grabs the cat with a look of disgust as he looks at Hagar. And Hagar says, I thought you were going to have a pint. Lucky Eddie says, I can't enjoy a pint while you're bonding with the cat. Uh, yeah, comics are sad. So what you gonna do? Bought the damn things. I gotta at least talk about a couple of. Them. <laughs> All right. Uh, for the Pokemon Go fans out there, <clears throat> if you like that game and you want a more fun version of it, they're coming out with a Witcher version. Uh, you'll be able to fight big monsters all over the world off your cell phone. They're all Witcher game related. That one I might actually check out just to see what the graphics look like. All the Witcher graphics are pretty awesome. So that one, if I ever get a cell phone, that's not a flip phone. <laughs> well, I got to do that, do that first. That would help. But All right. For all the Starbucks fan, Star, Starbucks fans out there, 
if you live in around West Bend, Wisconsin, hit up your Starbucks on Highway 33. Uh, they're a great crew down there. Always friendly. They don't know the difference between Kevin and Devin, though. <laughs> I would think Kevin would be a way more popular name, but every time they ask my name and I say Kevin, they're like, okay, Devin, pull on up. <laughs> so after a few times, I went and I did the opposite and said Devin. And they, I can't remember if they ended up saying Kevin instead or if they ended up doing Devin. I think she just said, okay, go ahead and hold up. <laughs> so, but yeah, they're a great bunch of characters down there, always friendly. So go get your Starbucks down there, give them a tip for their good service. Uh, got a shout out down there from the other day. Someone actually checked out the podcast. So do that, support them, and get your coffee. And then we have the Stanley Cup finals are finally going on. I know I'm way behind. I uh, didn't get any episodes out towards the end of the playoffs. Uh, we did have, we still had the Vegas Golden Knights versus the Montreal Canadiens in the final rounds, and the New York Islanders versus Tampa Bay Lightning. Vegas Golden Knights were the top rated of the teams. Tampa Bay Lightning were second. Islanders were third and Montreal Canadiens were fourth. Well, the Canadians beat the Knights and the Lightning beat the Islanders. So you have the second second highest rated team to the that ended up playing the lowest rated team in the Stanley Cup. And then to finish off that final run on June 22nd, Tuesday, the Montreal Canadiens beat the Vegas Knights 4-1. to And then following night, the Islanders beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 3-2. to And then 6th, June 24th, Montreal beat Vegas 3-2. to And then Lightning beat the Islanders one to zero, both to finish off their series and go to the Stanley Cup finals, where we started out last Monday with the Lightning beating the Canadians five to one. And then Wednesday night, the Lightning beat the Canadians three to one. And Friday night of last week, the Lightning, uh, July 2nd, the Lightning beat the Canadians six three. So it put the Lightning three up and best of seven run. So you'd think last night was game four. You're like, okay, the Lightning's going to finish it off. Nope. We ended up having a game that went right into the overtime. Basically, I mean, the beginning of the Stanley Cup playoffs, those first three games, even though the Lightning won all three, they were great games. Uh, high-paced, lots of action, back and forth. One player got, Montreal player got a hip check, a hip toss, and ended up, as he was going, getting flipped over, his helmet flew up, came off, and he came right down on his head on the ice. 
splitting his head open, blood all over his face. That was not a good thing. But he ended up being all right, so that's a plus. Uh, lots of other action throughout those three games. Lots of fun. But I did not get to see him <laughs> because I lost my – well, I did get to see the first first one, and then I lost my ESPN, so I couldn't see the games the day after they were televised, which sucked because they play them, played them on NBCSN instead of NBC where I could have watched them. But last night's game very happily was televised, and I'm hoping – they televised the rest of them now on regular NBC, but we'll see come Wednesday night. But it's this game last night started out first period. It was just back and forth, not much happening. With goal-wise, I believe the Lightning had like three times the shots on goal as the Canadians in the first period, but Towards the end of the first, there was a pileup in the Tampa Bay goalie area. And Vasilevsky, the Tampa Bay goalie, just launches off a beautiful left fist punch right to the Montreal players' open face for getting right up in his face in the zone. So that was fun, <laughs> seeing that happen. It was just, just watching him. It, it just... I just burst out laughing. He just looked right at the guy and punched him right in the face. <laughs> what the hell are you doing in the in my crease? The hell out of my zone. Then the Canadians scored with a right side high, little over halfway through the period. Right side high goal. And then the period ends with a variety of fist flying and a little friendly attitude, of course. And then the second period, about 14, 10, 14 minutes and 10 seconds left in the period. There's a two-minute power play for Montreal, which they, again, did not have no reward for that power play. Uh, some back-and-forth power plays that didn't show any results. Uh, Tampa Bay had a power play about five and a half minutes left with where they actually took advantage of it and got a one-timer by Edmund. He hits his own player, though, instead of hitting the goal. And he nailed his, his own player right in the leg. So that player had a stroll out for a while limp off the ice but that ended up canceling that goal so they went back back and forth with a variety of unsuccessful power plays and then about at the two two minute 40 mark um there is a i believe it was gould or gold or Goodrow, I mean, <laughs> scored off a rebound over the right shoulder for a low left side goal for Tampa Bay for a tie. And then 30 seconds left, there was a chance for 
Tampa Bay, but it went too high over the net for a, it should have been an easy gimme goal because the player was wide open, had the whole net, and he just launched it a little too high right over to over to goalie. And then uh, the second ended with a couple shoves and face hooks, and then we went off to the third period. Uh, Carey Price, the Montreal goalie, did an awesome job with saves on the goal. First five minutes of play, just they were hitting him hard. But he was defending them. And Montreal should have been penalized for the amount of time they spend inside the goalie's crease. They're just constantly just going right in there and shoving the goalie around, which is pretty messed up. I don't like that. I still disagree with that. That should be a penalty. But uh, there was a huge fight around 12 minutes, 18 seconds. Uh, left in the period, helmets and sticks went flying. They're laying around everywhere. Ends up getting three three players for each team. Got tossed in the penalty box for that. It's just, it was a, a nice little melee. And then uh, 11 minutes, 12 seconds in the third. Uh, Montreal has a one-timer to the upper left corner by Ramon to give Canadians a one-goal lead. And then at 8 minutes and 12 seconds, a pass by Matthew Joseph to Pat Maroon for a low left. Uh, center goal for Tampa Bay to tie the game again. And then at 1 minute, 1 second left, there's a stick to, fa- stick to the face of Andrea Plot. Uh, for a high sticking for a four-minute penalty against Montreal. So you're thinking, okay, four-minute penalty to finish off the period for a minute and then go with a three-minute penalty layover in overtime. You're pretty much surely going to see Tampa Bay win off that, get a goal off that and win. But huge back and forth during the rest of the power play with no result no score then 16 minutes left in the game there's a diving clip save rebound shot by Anderson it was just incredible it's just it bounced off I believe it bounced off the goal post and a couple players and he was on the backside of the goal dove forward clipped it the puck with the edge of his stick and gets the winning goal to keep the Stanley Cup alive to go into game five. So that was a nice, exciting game to finally get to see one of the Stanley Cup run games. So hopefully we'll get to see the last ones televised yet, but we will see what happens tomorrow night. And then a really sad event was uh, Linux, uh, Kevin Devin. He's a goalie. He was killed. He was 24 years old. He was killed by a firework that launched, uh, apparently tipped over and launched into his chest. That's really sad. Just 
celebrating the holiday and something like that happens. Another loss we had, non-human loss this week in Wisconsin. We have the world's tallest tallest living horse. He's kind. Of, he's got that Clydesdale kind of look to him, but yet he still looks like a regular horse. This has that Clyde, Clydesdale features uh, with his legs and stuff. His name was Big Jake, but yeah, he was the world's tallest living horse. He had a special home on a nice farm here in Wisconsin. He's a big, gentle giant. Lots of people came to see him, and he loved to play and run around. He'd take naps every day around 1 p.m., and if you caught him, you could catch him. You could catch a giant horse that snores. <laughs> but, yeah. So, those are a couple sad events for the week. But uh, what else do we got here? I think that's about it. I know we ain't don't, we're using up most of our time. We're not getting much MS stuff out here, but I am going to come back with a little, little MS information after this. Okay. We're going to get into a little bit of MS related stuff here in a second. I just wanted to, Mention also, since we just had the 4th of July weekend, don't know if anybody pays attention to it or not, and most people hear it one way or another, but Joey Chestnut won Nathan's hot dog, 4th of July hot dog eating contest again. And he beat his world record with 76 hot dogs, and that's his 14th win in the men's hot dog eating Contest at 76 hot dogs, people, in 10 minutes. They have 10 minutes to do this. That's 7.6 hot dogs a minute. It's a lot of freaking hot dogs. <laughs> but that's one more than his record last year. So, And that's his 14th mustard belt win. <laughs> so, <laughs> And uh, for the women, uh, Lesko won with 30 and three quarters. Hot dogs for the women. The seven-time champion, Miki Soto. She was pregnant this year, so she could not compete. You would think she might be a little hungrier, but it would probably put the child in harm, especially since last year, I think. Yeah, she canceled this year, but last year she won it with 48 and a half hot dogs. So pretty damn good. If you ever seen her, she's just a little thing. But yeah, she the lady this year last go won with thirty and three quarters. So she was probably very happy that Miki took a break off a, a season off, a year off this this time. So but yeah. Uh I had the opportunity finally I, I know I'm in Wisconsin session so and thought regulations and all that bullshit that we got to deal with, but I had an opportunity this week to try out something called Rick Simpson oil, which uh, you may or may not have heard a few years back. Basically, Rick Simpson oil or RSO is a cannabis concentrate used for many medical benefits, including relieving cancer symptoms. Oh, yeah, we've been having this telemarker. It's third calling me today. 
and they <laughs> tried to get my insurance information. I started star 97 unblocked them they called me back with another number and they, the guy kept telling me no 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 this is this is your actual insurance we're trying to get you a new card out and all this stuff so then why are you changing your phone number and calling with these different names on these phone numbers of people i've never heard of or companies i've never heard of and it's like this guy would not give me a break as soon as i start 97 them he call me right back with another number and say, this, this is important. And then when I finally broke down and just gave him my first name, because he's like, your last name is this. What's your first name? I'm going to show you that this isn't a scam. And then when I told him, he gave me my dad's name. So you asshole, my dad's been dead for a couple of years. So I don't want to hear this shit. And, it's like, and then he still insisted that it wasn't for him. Then after that, it was for me. And it's like, oh my God, these telemarketers are relentless. But, but yeah, let's get back to something important. Uh, but yeah, it's used for cancer symptoms and other health related issues. And it has a thick syrupy consistency and can be applied as a topical or ingested in foods or drinks. And believe me, it tastes like shit. <laughs> it's like black tar. I just had a tiny little bit on the end of a knife, and it took me forever just to get it off, <laughs> lick it off the knife, because it was just so thick and sticky to it, but it just tiniest little bit. I mean, we're just talking the residue that was left on the tip of the knife is all I took. And within about 15 minutes, it felt like my muscles were bubbling and moving, and I just felt like stuff was loosening up inside of me. And I was getting up, walking without a cane. And I still needed a cane for my tippiness and all that. And I still did have a lot of severe pain in my right knee uh, and some other areas. And my full body pains were still there. But just I was able to be mobile with them. I didn't have to deal with it but that's how we ended up seeing the starbucks gang because i'm like okay i feel great we hopped in the car about a half hour later we ran a starbucks i wanted a i had the hockey game last night so i'm like well i want to pick up a few fresh lemons for my tequila so i can have a drink tonight while i watch hockey and stop and get a couple of the best caramels around at Sendix South. And uh, so we ran into Sendix and I didn't even bother grabbing my cane. I strolled in there to hire probably twice the pace that I usually walk. Uh, went in there, did that. Ran around a little bit, came home, had was energized because I was more mobile and not in as much pain. So I got some other stuff done. It was still in my system come bedtime. Uh, I, for the first time in a week, did not have any spasticity, cramping, muscle spasm, tightness, all that shit that I have to deal with every night until about four in the morning. I finally had my first issue 
this morning, but usually I'm up every few minutes for hours before that, dealing with all kinds of spasticity issues. And it was just so nice to have that feeling that I haven't had in a long time. So, I mean, granted, uh, the people that make it in a state where it's allowed, it's such a hard process and such a nasty process of uh, trying to clean everything and stuff like that. They only make a batch once in a great while, so I'll only be able to get my hands on it when it's available. But I don't give a shit about the laws, regulations, whatever. After having that, that reminded me of how I felt on uh, when I was taking those t- that tincture I tried many years ago. And it just made me so happy. It's just, I want more from that. I want that feeling to keep going. So I'm going to regulate it by doing like a little drop on a, little drops worth i'm thinking like probably i know they talk in this article like every eight hours or so they talk about using like a half a grain of rice size i'm thinking more like i'll you take about the size of two grains of rice three three times a day about every eight hours and see how that goes this week because i just got a little tiny bit to play with, but the time that I have, I think I can make that last for a couple of weeks by doing it that route. And that way I can see how it goes through that period. And next Tuesday, I get to see my new neurologist and it's an actual multiple sclerosis specialist neurologist at the special neurological center. So I actually might get some actual answers this time. So I'm going to do this regular that's going to start it out along with all my CBDs and all that I do in the morning and my ointments and my pain patch and all that stuff. But I also ordered my new round of pain patches with my doctor and I know she's going to want to double the potency of them, but I kind of described to her what I am dealing with and what my results were with my current patch. I took this morning without taking anything else for the first couple hours just to see what it did to my muscle structure and stuff and I see nothing and then I started taking my oils and ointments and I loosened up within about half hour to an hour of those I have not taken the Rick Simpson oil yet today I wanted to just get everything documented for my other stuff first and then each day over the next couple of weeks, we will be adding things and trying out different levels of things to see how it goes. But basically in 2003, Rick Simpson created the can- cannabis oil after three suspicious bumps on his arm turned out to be basal cell carcinoma, form of skin cancer. And he had used cannabis to treat his medical issues in the past, so he made this cannabis oil to treat it. The skin cancer topically, applying it to a bandage and covering the cancer spots. Within days, the cancerous growth just disappeared off his arms. And although his physician refused to acknowledge cannabis as a treatment alternative, Simpson became a 
true believer in the medical powers of cannabis and spread the word of his cannabis oil later later calling it RSO after him. Uh, the doctors just basically didn't agree with it and couldn't verbally say that it's yes it actually did do something that did cure those skin cancer cells and get rid of it but they just it's just the way the medical medical facility works they don't care if you find some something that helps you take care if it's something that's regulated that they can prescribe and a lot of them i don't care what you say i know they get kickbacks from it because during that whole opioid epidemic all i had to do was burp fart or walk in the door and my doctors back then were just pushing opioids on me so they do you hurt yeah i know you hurt you have to hurt you have multiple sclerosis you should be on this it's like really dude <laughs> i don't want to i hate the effects of opioid i hate the way i feel off it's like, i don't want that shit but yet i enjoy it when i'm on it yeah because of what they do to you physically and stuff how you feel with certain things but it doesn't fully help the symptoms either you're just enjoying the side effects of it which is bullshit but yeah it's like they suggest starting with three doses every day about every eight hours about half the size of a grain of rice and then double your dosage every four days until you're at a happy place that it's working for you uh side effects basically mainly can be sleepiness because you're the way they make it you want to use the indica form of cannabis uh, but that's sleepiness is a natural part of the healing process and it's good for the healing process so there's nothing wrong with that and then with, if you increase the dose gradually you'll be able to minimize the psycho uh psychoaffective psychoactive effects and stuff and keep your tolerance to a happy functional level for yourself but try that you can also and rso is an oil it can be smoked or dabbed but you're going to want to uh watch what solvent is used because the way they make this basically they take it the whole plant uh, and they cook it well you can cook it but they basically it's you gotta they use I mean it's recommended to use isopropyl alcohol and stuff when you're doing it though but they so compress the cannabis in it it's like well here here's a simple recipe rundown uh they take a pound of dried cannabis preferably indica strain two gallons of a solvent which rick recommends 99 percent isopropyl alcohol so if you're using alcohols and stuff and you try and ignite this stuff and there's leftover residue in it uh, you could end up having shit blow up in your face or burn up in your face so that's not a good thing or burning your lugs and if you have ms you don't want to burn it anyways because that can increase inflammation as dr Bo boaster says boaster says foster boaster i just 
can never get that right. <laughs> but uh, you take it then and you soak it. You soak the cannabis in it in a five-gallon bucket and just sit there and stir it, crush the plant material, break it down, and then after a certain period, the THC will be dissolving into the solvent, and this will dissolve about 80% of THC into it, and they drain it from the plant material using a cheesecloth, and then they toss the plant material, and then they take more plant material and do it again with some more solvent, and then they'll drain the solvent from your plant material into a bowl using cheesecloth again and discard the remaining material transfer the solvent to the to a rice cooker because the temperature wise you wanna you don't want to break if your mixture gets hotter than 300 degrees fahrenheit 148 degrees celsius the cannabinoids will cook off and then the shit's it's basically useless so a rice cooker works best for it but they just basically cook it down until it ends up to be in a big nasty tar type material and that's your oil and you use it and you can look it up online to get the exact way to make it yourself if you want to make it yourself but there's plenty of dispensaries around stuff like that have someone professionally do it so you don't have to deal with the mess and it's like they said the guys that are doing this they're like the machine they have that's they hate firing it up because when they do, it's just so much nasty stuff to clean out of there. So when they do it, they're going to make a big batch and be done with it for, for a while. So, but yeah, I highly suggest this stuff. I granted I'm one day on it so far, um, but I will let you know how it's going over the next couple of weeks. But today is more of a, other instrument of healing day to see how all those things affect me and then i think today i'm gonna actually wait until this evening to take a little little uh pin full of it and see how well it helps with the spasticity overnight tonight see if i can make it a whole night without having spasticity issues which would be awesome it's been a while but yeah, that's our somewhat MS portion segment of, <laughs> of the show today. But be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Kick the shit out of monster. Go say hey, hi to the gang at the Highway 33 Starbucks. And tell them that you heard about them on Under the Call of MS. And <laughs> Maybe we'll hear about it down the line, but yeah, that's it. We'll get back to you tomorrow. I think tomorrow we're just going to do a, one of my big MS segments so I can get you some actual MS-related information out there, and then Thursday get back to you with another comics and MS and whatever episode. So be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Kick the shadow monster. <laughs>